Shuffle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a double dose of Kill Shuffle. Hey, <laughs> I'm Donald. Oh my god, I'm Dill. And I don't know what you would call this, Dill. We're going to call it ni- episode 98 for, you know, for the sake of uh, our historical record. But this is kind of episode 98.5, essentially. Dear listener, the reason why there hasn't been a new episode in four weeks uh, is because due to a raft of technical issues um, when we sat down to record last time, uh, we the, the audio was simply unusable. So what we're doing this week yeah. is we're giving we're doing a double concentrate version of the show. We've got we've got nine albums to talk about, Dylan. We have quite nine a few, a, a, a jumbo of of all this stuff. <laughs> That's Jambalaya. right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming up are reviews for new albums. I need to take a deep breath. From God as an Astronaut, Hayley Williams, Teenage Wrist, The Staves, Infinity Shred, Mogwai, Weezer, and Echo, as well as a look back at the 2005 album uh, Strange Lights and Resolutions by yes. Kobayashi. I remembered it. I remembered it. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to be fun. We're going to have to go at warp speed, but I'm very excited. Yes. I'm terrified, but let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, absolutely. No, have we any? Have we any? Uh, any little points to note before we begin, Dill? Any? Any news or any? Any, any news? Any um, life besides my, happening? My, he- my health being rocky. Poor as Dylan fuck. is. I, I is got gastroenteritis, yeah. and if you know that, it sucks. Um, makes me very belchy, also, mm. and it's a flu. But it's not the flu you come to expect this year and last year. It's a different yeah, flu. Yeah, it's a stomach flu. Of. It's no fun. I've yeah, yeah. Stomach stuff is no is no fun. And you've also managed to fuck up both of your hands. <laughs> yeah, I am just so, a torso speaking into the mic really at this point. Essentially, um, but you know, but you you've managed to, to drag yourself up by your bootstraps to record today, and we all really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I have anything too too wild and crazy um to talk about to be honest with you on the updates front i've just been uh, immersing myself in these in these records over the last couple of weeks yeah a lot of so, great singles and new bands coming out um with stuff uh afi are back they announced their album in june that's super cool oh, yeah. for me yeah great. um very different sounding for each song they're releasing so it's going to be a, a smorgasbord of new sounds which is nice absolutely yeah yeah for sure um i was in touch with uh Hopefully this isn't speaking out of turn, but I was in touch with Jordan from Blinker the Star and uh, yeah. don't not expect <laughs> some more new music from from the Blinker the Star camp later this year is all I'll say. Um, don't be surprised. Okay, so let's kick into the albums because there are a lot of them. Dylan, yep. I'm going to give you first choice. First choice? Um, okay, fuck. Uh, follow, your, follow your heart. Out of all the Out of all the albums? Out of all the albums. Um, let's start Teenage Wrist. All right, Teenage Wrist. It's a hot, it's a hot button issue. It's a hot topic. Um, Earth is a black hole by Teenage Wrist is the, the brand new and second record from the LA band. Um, yes. We absolutely went gaga for Chrome Neon Jesus, their debut album back in uh, 2016, right? 2016. Yeah. 20, 20, be tw- uh, 2018, maybe. Oh my goodness! Wow. Sorry, I, I've I've gotten my my. Uh, chronology totally mixed up there but they've released singles for a while before then they're 2015 they started yes they did yeah i i've actually been on board with teenage wrist for a long long time as i think have you um i think both of us were 
were pretty big yeah. fans of the band even before 2018. Sorry, I got that re re arseways. Um, but I I I kind of got in on their third release, which was an EP called Dazed back in 2015, <sighs> and I had been hotly anticipating an album ever since then. And I don't think Chrome Neon Jesus really disappointed. I mean, that's one of the defining albums of this kind of I don't know what you would call it like I've heard I've heard it described as post grunge I guess that new wave of like blissed out fuzzy alternative yeah, rock it's yeah. it's grunge with some shoegaze flourishes mm-hmm. yeah I think that's I think that's Simply pretty fair put. to say like I, I the bands that you, the, the bands that you would lump uh, teenage wrist in will be bands like you know nothing gleamer narrowhead slow crush uh, Super Heaven, although Super Heaven are a little bit older, um, and uh, then you know they they, they yeah. kind of follow in the footsteps of bands like Hum and Far, and you know in, in that kind of that kind of space. So uh, there's another one I'm thinking, Miss, Miss Teenage Fan Club, maybe tiny little bit stuff like um, that. I don't know. It seems to be weird because they're named after a Twilight Singers song, which is Greg Dully's. They side are band. named after yet, yes, yet, Twilight yet they, Singers. They, yeah. they, they take no. Um, no uh, outlying uh, inspiration from them. Mm. Uh, they don't sound like them, really. I uh. would say, funny enough, on this album, there's a teeny tiny touch of that Afghan wigs thing, I think, at points. Uh, um, very, yes. very, very light. But yeah, Song I, types, I, yeah. yes. Uh, maybe. A lot of things. A lot of yeah. new things. Yeah. Speaking of new things, or, well, changes, I guess, um, yeah. just to note that this lineup is has been significantly winnowed since uh, Chrome on Jesus. The the singer Cam uh, left the band, I think, just after the Counting Flies EP, which came out in 2019 and was excellent. We reviewed it on the show. Yeah. Um, and, and then Chase, uh, I think the, the guitar player Chase hadn't actually been in the band that long, but there was uh, some nastiness surrounding him. And he he left the band also. So we're down to drummer Anthony Salazar and uh, guitarist and vocalist Marshall Gallagher. And I actually had a conversation on Twitter with someone who who didn't realize that uh, Cam had left. In other words, that Marshall <laughs> was singing now, and it was a different singer. Um, yeah, I was a little confused myself yeah. at points. Yeah. Uh, so what I've heard in the meantime is that actually the, the the two maybe to a greater degree than we even thought shared vocal duties on yeah. Chrome Neon Jesus. It, yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's the fact that he can um, just to put it out, he he captures the essence of it quite well. Yeah, um, albeit he has a different vo- vocal styling and energy. And, yeah. Um, but he knows he knows what made the original vocals kind of work, yeah. and that goes a long way, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. And if you want, if you want more of, uh, I've called it re- Renage Twist. If you want more of where this came from, by the way, uh, Cam has a band called Heavenward. I believe they're all on good terms. He he makes an appearance in cool. in the thank you notes for this album, and Marshall produced one of his new songs. So I think it's all very um, amicable. Uh, so it definitely is. go check out that band. But yes, uh, I agree. I think depe- it actually depends on the song. I think there are certain songs yeah. on the album where. I think maybe Taste of Gasoline is an example where Marshall is kind of doing a cam impression. But then if you kind of scoot a little bit further down to like the title track, for example, Earth is a Black Hole, it's a very different vocal New, style. and it's Almost a different band, I would say. Almost a different band, Dylan would say. And I certainly would say that Marshall steps out of Cam's shadow there and, 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 well, and, deli- and has a much more yeah. in-your-face, much more angsty uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know vocal style that that's all his own which is which is really cool so that there's, yeah, there's there, both there, on this record there's more of the pop rock stylings of vocals you come to expect from like a rem mm. um but more rocky 
uh yeah uh yellow yellow belly is a weird outlier um that goes can very we, pop. can i can i say something that if you haven't if you haven't already heard it you won't be able to unhear it oh go for it i, <laughs> I may i may yeah is the chords it's, no 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 it's, it's not like not that it sounds like a particular song but okay how much does that sound like like a goo goo dolls b-side um yes yeah. yes <laughs> it, it, it does it does it really um, does huh yeah it's it's I'll, i i yeah. it's i i i won't i won't i won't like you know, pull any punches. I don't. I don't think yellow belly. It's too. It's too syrupy sweet for me. That one. Um. I. I do. I will say that I think Same. John Resnick would have pulled that off, but I don't think Marshall's voice is expressive and strong enough for a song that is quite as saccharine as Yellow Belly. It's just. It's just too um, sugary for me. Yeah, I'd say it is. His voice mm. is expressive enough, but there's something that the subtleties of. Um, the last vocals kind of can capture that um yeah the new vocals have to kind of turn uh, rely on a few different strengths and i think a lot of the strengths lie in taste of gasoline new motion mm. uh high again the high octane stuff right the high octane yeah. stuff yeah i yeah i i, I mean i'll absolutely back you on taste of gasoline i think that's you know, I, I, I put so you put this record on, right? And what you get is you get yeah. a one-two punch of squeeze and taste of gasoline. So it starts off Instrumental, with this. Boom. I, it's really, it's really nineties grunge that intro. I mean, it's like it's bright and breezy. Kind of almost reminds me more of of garbage than anything else. Maybe Smashing Pumpkins, but it's uh, very, yeah, yeah. it's very, you know, kind of. Uh, it's much more dazzling than I expected it to be because they're they, quite. It, yeah, both songs make me feel like nothing has changed. Yes, absolutely. Until yeah. right yeah. after. Yeah, Taste of Gasoline comes in and you've got that lovely like whammy pedal guitar fuckery going on in the middle eight that, you know, you it's it's a, per- it's a perfect like grunge middle eight, I guess. And Octave you've got the coolness. acoustics going yeah. in the background. It's a great, great, great chorus. I just, that chorus, I, I, I fuck with that chorus. Really, really great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, I think when you get to New Emotion is when you start to see maybe that the band have lost something a little bit i i i i i'm not saying it's a bad song it's not a bad song stuff, at stuff, all. stuff is kind of no. glossed up a little bit it, it sounds um. a bit like a plastic pop song with a lick of paint like a lick of that alt rock paint on it kind of and can i just yeah. make a comment on the producer which is this is super interesting right okay colin Britton is the producer and he's done some great work he's he, he produced um, be here now. The the last yeah, yeah. Uh, beside myself. Sorry, beside myself by Basement. The last Basement record. He's produced oh, yeah. a, a pretty duff Papa Roach record, and he's produced <laughs> a lot of stuff for like uh, Five Seconds of Summer. And he does he did One O'Crock as well. I understand One O'Crock are quite quite poppy. Um, yes. So he's 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 somewhere between a fairly kind of meaty serious producer and a and a kind of a more poppy pop punk shiny producer. Um, so it's it's interesting, and I think this album, production-wise, has it, it suffers from the old Ted Jensen brick wall at times. Like wear you down, yeah. It, it mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. hear the the brick wall compression like pumping, where where everything is just mixed you too loud. And um, that's that's yeah. our old friend Ted Jensen from from Death Magnetic <laughs> doing the master. There are, there are points where I'd expect a bit more, uh, a bit more in in terms of dynamics. Um, exploding into my face instead of all being the same surprise yeah. um because some of these songs are very expressive and huge like you hear mm-hmm. right after new emotion has that kind of crisp airy kind of intro um 
and the part right after it, which is huge, um, mm. doesn't sound as huge as it should because it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's the it. Headspace I mean, that's, is kind of like, hard to get my mind around. That is, that is the old, that's the old Jensen, uh, you know, push everything up to zero dB. Um, and, it, you know, and it's, like, it's fine. Yeah. But um, it is fine. I tell you what's really good in this still, um, mm. the, the use of like delays and reverbs and effects mm. and guitar tones, that's still really good. It's still, yeah. the guitarist is still there. He knows what he's doing. Uh, that stays. Oh, yeah. That remains, except that, in a different song style at points. Do we do we do we really like the that that fuzzed out bendy riff at the start of Silver Spoon? That oh, it's it's incredible. So good. It's so good. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and also special shout out to Anthony Salazar, by the way, because there are some there are some real air drumming moments on this record, and and Silver Spoon uh, towards yeah. the end of Silver Spoon is definitely one of those moments. I mean, I love. Again, it's like it's that Jimmy Chamberlain thing, you know, uh-huh. when when the drums have to be kind of locked to to a driving, you know, groove most of the time. But then when the drummer gets unchained yeah. and get, get, gets a chance to really let loose, it, it's so satisfying. And there's a couple of moments on this record where there's some brilliant, brilliant drum work. And that's that's one of them. It's really good. And also, yeah, that, and that's Earth a black hole has Earth is a black hole has similar uh, similar moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It is for sure. Um. Yeah, did we did I just we we touched on it earlier when I was talking about Marshall's vocals. Do you like do you like the title track? Uh, Earth is a black hole. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. Sort of. It's I don't like that refrain. Times. I don't. Oh, I don't oh, I quite it. like that refrain. Mm. Um. As much as I thought I would. Um. Oh. It, it's it's repetitive intentionally. It's meant to get it. It's an earworm intentionally, and I think yeah. it, I would have liked it with the other vocals. I'm I'm sorry to say that. Um, oh, okay. I really thought I, I really would have. Um, it's it's very hard to explain, but but I just I, I, it doesn't it doesn't annoy me as much as I don't think it fits <laughs> his vocals to have that kind of oomph. Okay, or at least attempt at an oomph. Oh um, man, it's it's funny. I, I had the exact opposite experience. I, I I think I think that's a track that I sometimes wished that the vocal approach now. Listen, I, I love everything Teenage Wrist has done, but I, I do. There was sometimes on the really hard tracks where you would be like, I'd love a, a vocalist yeah. that just had a bit of extra juice well, in the do, tank. He does a good I, in Taste of Gasoline. Um, yeah, the he same does. kind of thing. But I, I think I think Earth is a Black Hole is one of the best songs of the year so far. Like up there with the best stuff on the like the Dirty Nil album or you know yeah. whatever. Dirt. I like the uh, yeah. I like the Talking Heads reference in the video. Um, oh, I didn't see that. They're just wearing giant suits with small heads playing ah. it's fun <laughs> <laughs> good stuff um yeah you, you mentioned you mentioned that something about the, the repetition on the title track got to you for, for me it was where are you down there's a bit where he just keeps on saying where are you down where are you oh, down where are you yeah, down yeah. i was like they he the chorus, say right? well a lot yeah 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 yeah. Um, um, and i was like oh i think dude, there could have like, been a bit more thought yeah with the, with other vocals to that it doesn't take too much yeah just, write just a little, another phrase yeah or like just, three just times and then another phrase in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it ends. It ends with. It ends with a big kind of. It is, power ends good. Ballad in a way. It's good. It yeah, ends I good. Like it. I, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have liked it if it didn't end big. And it ends big. It um, does. Halfway through it, and that comes along. Um, yeah. Just, just dirty old kind of wave of. Yeah. Of a of a middle eight all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, and I also yeah, my, my fiance's dog is called Stella, so it just every time I hear it, I'm like Stella. I'm nice. like, oh, she's so cute. Stella. 
Stella, uh, can't you hear me, Ella? Uh, one last thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I just I have to point this uh, out no, because yeah. it's it's inexcusable. It. It's complete. This is completely inexcusable. The song "Wasting Time," cool song, taken on its own merits. But we are talking about this album was produced by Colin Britton. So was <laughs> "Beside Myself" by Basement. The chorus in the two songs is exactly the same. So there's that like myself in the moment. Literally, the words in the moment are also in the song Be Here Now by Basement. I've lost myself in the moment. Why can't I just be here now? Chorus is exactly the same. I don't know if that's a stretch. Is that a stretch? It's not a stretch at all. Is that just a lot of bands doing that? No, you don't. It's it's one thing. It's one thing to take sure. a melody wholesale from a chorus, but it is an entirely other thing to also include half of the lyrics yeah. and have them be the same. There's absolutely no way that that song wasting time. I, I I do wonder if that is just a subconscious whoopsie, like oh I worked on this other thing. Shit, I already used that other thing. Yeah. Um, I well, all you got to prove in court is yeah. is access, <laughs> and let me tell you, there's yeah. there's no way that when a producer of your record also yeah, produced, yeah, yeah. you true. had access. You, I can tell you, change to basement fans, and you know, I don't mean to be a dick, but you you, you can't just go around taking other people's choruses. Anyway, uh, listen, I think this is, um, I think this is this is good. Would I be? It's admirable as an effort. Yeah. Would I be? Would I be lying? Would, would I? Would I be? lying if i said it wasn't a a little tiny bit of a disappointment i don't think it's i don't think it's quite up there with the frankly incredibly high standard that was set by crony and jesus Um, and counting flies that that first album was uh was knock after knock after knock after knock five songs in it was it was all at full speed um this one is it changes it up it it does give it a bit more um it does experiment a bit more um, yep. But it's different, and I don't think it holds that um, high octane feel, or not high octane, just um, the deep. Uh, it, it it lets go a bit of the shoegaze, yeah, a grunge. It does when when it leans and into it to its strength. Shoegaze pop it, rock, right? yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think they might need to team up with a different producer, um, just because I think I think Colin maybe allowed them to lean a little bit too much into that. You're right, that kind of that kind of pop rock sound, which which they can do perfectly competently, but it's it's the moments like it's the Silver Spoon. It's yeah, that's a real taste strength. of gasoline. That's where their real strengths are. Um, I think the title track, but your mileage may vary. But yeah, uh, really, really good. But but not not quite. It's some something has gone ever so slightly amiss with some of these songs. But my favorite track is the title track, and I'd yeah. probably give it a seven. Um, yeah, as much as I like to agree to disagree, it's a seven for me. Mm. Um, I was set on that from the moment I got through it. Um, yeah. And Silver Spoon, because that is a 11 yeah. out of 10 song. Oh, Truly. Silver Spoon is so good. Um, yeah. I love that that there's like a uh yeah sorry I'm, I'm, yeah it's it's that that chorus in Silver Spoon is just wonderful. I, I've, I've shown I've I, yeah. like I've introduced it to new people who haven't heard this band before and, and uh who may not like this genre and they'd be like oh but that Silver Spoon song eh yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. it has an effect. Good stuff. All right, yeah, no, that's that's that it is it is it's uh-huh. really 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 good. Um, all right, cool. So next up we've got a band uh, a, a nice. Uh, moving across the the Atlantic, a band called yeah. Staves. Yes. So this this is a real diamond in the rough, I guess. In a way, I, I I didn't know this band at all until I went 
hunting for something to cover yeah. and I found uh, the staves so Watford band I think I think who else is from Watford I believe it's um, I think Milk Teeth might have been from Watford cool but uh, yes they've been around for a good long while the three sisters uh, I suppose they've known each other all their lives uh, Jessica Stavely Taylor Camilla Stavely Taylor and Emily Stavely Taylor hence the name <laughs> um, this is their fourth album it's called Good Woman uh, Good Woman Yourself and uh, produced by John Congleton he of um, yeah. the last Everything Everything album Ugh. but you know Best Coast War on Drugs Sigur Ross, Future Islands Explosions in the Sky Dismemberment Plan lots of uh, fun and interesting bands with cool sounding albums and he's also a very talented musician in his own right so um, I thought this was a really interesting pairing of somewhat avant-garde producer and what seemed on the surface to be a relatively straight ahead kind of indie folk vocal largely vocal based harmony group and yeah. what we got, Dylan, was something, I think, a lot better than that sounds. <laughs> oh, truly. Like, yeah. um, it, it yeah. kind of, it, it surprised me um, as, soon as, yeah. as soon as the additives were added to it. Like, oh, um, yeah. you expect kind of the folksy uh, Stevie Nicks style, yeah. harmonies and lush kind of folksy rock. And then you get like the very soon into the listening experience you get mm. these weird psychedelic uh future tinged synths um that yes. really sparkle um in the mix for um, sure just make yeah it very it's... interesting and add another layer of emotion oh. i love when like i feel five different emotions in in a, in a single song it's instead of yeah. just easy way out it's good very good it's it's really good yeah you're right you get you get that 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 kind of Fleetwood Mac thing on on Satisfied and it's done as well as anything since 1977 Um, yeah and and, and, you know like songs like Waiting on Me to Change which are just these kind of piano jazz sort of I don't know yeah I, I kind of alluded to, to maybe Joni Mitchell or, or Dolly Parton or something but but okay, uh, yeah. are very Broadway sounding but 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 Broadwayish yeah yeah close to but, um but just yeah. uh, but then then of course uh there's there's something uh, more kind of arcade fire-ish and uh, uh-huh. write the the record I I referenced maybe uh, both Soda Blonde and Little Green Cars at turns I think Good Woman has yeah, that yeah. sort of thumping more like uh, early kind of new wave style um, pop thing that Soda Blonde do and again these are references mm-hmm. if you don't know Soda Blonde or Little Green Cars you should but they're Irish bands um, formed of the same individuals I, I, Little Green Cars more more folky but definitely based on those incredible harmonies and you hear that in something like Next Year Next Time um, you know Corrine Polworth a very straight ahead folk singer I heard a lot of her on Nothing's Gonna Happen but like you said there's so much more uh, going on in, in terms of synthesizers and beats and stuff like that on a track like Devotion, you could, you could, uh, you could reference somebody yeah. like Robin or, or or Lady Gaga or even Taylor Swift. I just think, yeah, they're yeah, such all, a versatile. All are like dealing, all all are like keeping to their strengths. So like they mm. don't stray too far off, but the song variety is stunning. Um, yeah. for where they keep it. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's everything from electronic pop through folk through this kind of a very light kind of grunge track on failure. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I, that was a good surprise. Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really like how this album ends as well. Uh, mm. I, I would say it's one of um, one of the most emotional experiences to listen to this in a very yeah. interesting way. Um, I think the first time I listened to this was, was I was getting 
I was healing up from all this uh, right. health, uh, health health hazards. I stepped yeah. outside for a walk in the garden, feeling like shite. Started mm-hmm. to snow, and to this music, that just that that is the image I get. And yeah, yeah. so it's it it impacted me off the from the get go. As soon as I guess best friend hit, um, there's yeah. walls of sounds and that that I love. Um, Good Woman's good as well. Good Woman's pretty standard. Um, but I think it starts to get really special from the second track onwards. And it yeah, I think stop. Best Friend is the one that you... That's the one that I've been sending to people because it's... You just can't... You just can't go wrong with that. That driving kind of... Bah, bah, da, 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 da. It's just so... Um, it just... It's it's so propellant, I guess. It kind of moves you along and, and, and has those weird little... It sort of reminds you of, yeah, like that, yeah. that really highbrow indie music of like around like 2011 kind of... Like Bombay Bicycle Club or or Fee Foxes or something like that, but mixed with uh, like 4L, that you know electronic artist that we both love last that last year. Who, who yeah, really, that's a special bit. He really bit blend. Of- he really blended like the kind of acoustic and organic with the electronic elements. Um, I think there's an oboe on that track. It's just it's so good. So um, it sounds a little more alien than like mm. um, who is your nearest pop example? Like I guess Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, that's a, it's great shade. This is like a much, much, much more interesting Florence of the Machine with with a, with less of an emphasis on having like this kind of uh, extraterrestrial voice, but more so on like three singers who are so locked in together from just performing together for their yeah. entire lives. It's hypnotic. I, yeah. I think there's there's nothing better than a good harmony. Yeah, on mm. the planet, like when you get a good, a good sea shanty, if you will. Does <laughs> um, does we're not becoming super... a TikTok podcast therapeutic and lovely and it's just yeah it, it's just a form of perfection that i can get with yeah um, yeah definitely yeah for sure um this yeah this is really i think this is really special it's it's just one yeah. that i i cannot see coming off the, the heavy rotation this year um it's mm-hmm. it's just such a lovely and i don't normally listen to a lot of light music and, you know uh, and, um, and i this uh, totally no, gets me no yeah, this kind of feels yeah. like it's something that again, it's it's one of those tracks that you could have on in the background, and it would it would totally maybe pass at a party or whatever. Like it would just kind of pass as like nice background music. But when you really kind of zero in and pop the headphones on, there's just so much going <laughs> yeah. on. There's so, there was so much layers to this. I think it does have that kind of classic album quality to it. Like the artwork just is so you know interesting. I mean, you kind of think, well, it's just a picture of them, but. Just the way the color palette is done and the framing and everything, I just kind of go like that. A lot of time has been put into it this. Works. A lot of effort. It has feels been put very seventies. You feel very seventies. Feel very classic and um, but not but not dated. Yeah, not yeah. dated. As much as like I can almost say this shares some world with Labelle, who we who we yeah. talked about last time. Yeah. Um, some kind of Broadway experience. Yeah, to I that. agree. It's totally different. There's something about three women who all just are completely locked in and like sort of like vocally and, and, and pursuing like that one kind of musical goal that, that do, they do have in common. Obviously, LaBelle, incredibly influential group. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and just like broke a lot of boundaries. And I do feel like in the folk scene, a band like the Staves, um, who, who clearly are on some kind of exponential growth trajectory, if you listen to their older work, it's yeah, yeah. Go- it's really good, but it, it it's it's much more traditional. Whereas I kind of think this this could end up being quite a seminal record in in this scene, which is known, which is kind of leans more towards being 
traditional and resistant to change. And then you listen to an album like this and you go, huh, interesting what happens when you when you turn the, you know, the cooker up to gas mark nine. Yeah. You know? um, and you, it's, and you it's... add in those extra those extra garnishes. Yeah, I, get, I gave the old albums a listen. And um, God, I love when a band is, is already ready to kind of progress even yeah. halfway through the development of the first album. Yeah, um, yeah. You, that means they know they're serious and they're they're yeah. they're set to experiment and have fun yeah. instead of like this is what we're gonna sound like for our career. I hate mm. that. But this is good. This is, this is yeah, a good time. I, we I spoke. I, I said maybe maybe teenagers need to need to shop around for a different producer. I think the Staves and uh, and John Congleton could have a very beautiful friendship for many albums to come. I, yes. I, I, would, I would say stick together because this is this is lovely stuff. All right, uh, favorite track and score to ten, Dill. God, I, I think I've been shaken off with it because we've had it for a little longer than the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I will give this a nine. It's it's probably going to grow from there, um, yeah. depending on how this year goes. Um, my favorite song is uh, obviously Best Friend, dude. It's obviously. obviously. Uh, mine's yeah. obviously Devotion because it's one of the pop songs of the year. And I yeah. agree wholeheartedly with your score. I think it's a nine. Um, excellent uh-huh. stuff from the States. Lovely one. Excellent. Um that is Good Woman by The Staves. Okay, so next record it comes from just down the road, Dylan, and not the first time we've covered them either. It's God is an Astronaut from Glen of the Downs, County Wicklow. Heck yes. <laughs> um, our good old Wicklow boys, Torsten and Niels Kinsella, Lloyd Hanny, and Jamie Dean. I do love God is an Astronaut now, I have to say. Oh yes, after seeing them live, which I keep forgetting we both saw them live. And yeah. It was nuts. I brought my dad. Was that the, was that the Button of, Factory? That was the Button Factory game. Oh, it? at the Academy. Or was it, or was it the Academy? Yeah, sorry, that was the Academy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. I, 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 I'm I, still so sad. This is, this is God as an Astronaut is one of the, uh, is one of the postponed, the endlessly postponed COVID gigs that I have tickets for. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just dying to see them again for reasons we'll discuss. So this album is called uh, Ghost Tapes number 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember the others but hey that's okay <laughs> yeah i was like is it ghost tapes number 10 is it ghost tapes hashtag 10 um, but no, it's definitely not hashtag 10 these this these guys are old school it's ghost tapes number 10 um and as you might guess it's the 10th record from the irish uh post-rock atmosphere i would say atmospheric post-rock kind of subscri- yeah. describes them quite accurately would you say yeah, post post punk yeah. atmosphere, whatever way you take it, like they they change it up a little bit. Yeah. Now, Dylan, we we talked about their um, their last record, Epitaph, in 2018, and I think. Oh my god! Like, I didn't get a chance to listen back to the conversation, but if memory serves, I think we both felt that it was an album with with some highlights, but that overall maybe didn't quite fit into the god as an astronaut mold as 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 well as we would have liked it was yeah. it was very positive dour, or not very downbeat was. very almost kind of i would black say mel- death like black doom death, inspired almost, yeah black death doom close mm. to that world um maybe yeah. not in heaviness but just close it was close closer to there than yeah. it was to what we have come to expect yeah it, um. it didn't have it, it just it, I, I i again i liked it and i've listened back to it recently um and i i think it just didn't quite uh, exude the same atmosphere that I'm used to with God as an astronaut. God as an astronaut, uh, by the way, I just got the end of the beginning, their first record on vinyl. Oh my God, it sounds so good. I think they, they're sort of a little bit, 
dismissive of that album because it's they didn't have a drummer yet so it's okay, drums yeah. are very much like programmed trip hop drums that's all right. it's quite an electronic it album but I absolutely love it like I would say that's if, if we're classifying it as trip hop that would be one of my favourite trip hop albums ever um, but you know their, 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 uh, their second album All Is Violent All Is Bright is sort of considered the classic and yeah. really what God is an astronaut do if you're not if you're not familiar with them is they just weave this it's some a somehow both hopeful and dystopian atmosphere yeah uh, sentimental really, apocalypse rock yes yeah good infused for this year. with just gorgeous keyboard um really like crystalline clean guitars and these kind of quite i i don't think it it did it, it get riffy very rarely generally but when they do they fucking go for it and the drums tend to be quite quite groovy and quite hip-hop um yeah. inspired and it's all instrumental you, you, generally, you, you so. do forget they know how to riff and they are oh. capable of it. so when they do it they're just as good as any other riffing bands and that that's a that's, yeah. a, that's a good talent to have um yeah. if you're working in a slightly different version of rock yeah oh. definitely i'd be interested to hear if you had a similar journey with this uh dill because i started right my the speakers in my car are terrible but i i ha- <laughs> it was the first opportunity i had and this is why i have to listen to the new goddess and astral album and I'd heard that it was recorded uh, in one week with no overdubs, kind of live, in the way that a lot of these COVID albums seem yeah. to have been, where bands, you know, their time in the studio ends up being quite limited. They just kind of plug and play. I mean, w- this wasn't a COVID album, but an album that did this recently was um, was the Narrowhead album from last year, for example. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Um, you know, where, where bands are like, okay, we're, we're, like, we're doing it live. And I was kind of thinking, is that going to work for God as an astronaut? Because... They're, I feel like God of the, they're they're a very highly produced band. Everything yes. feels like it's 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 put in its proper place and just worked on to within an inch of its life, and that's part of the appeal. So when I put it on and, and, and a drift kind of kicked in, and I was in my car with the shitty speakers, to me it it sounded like like a live album. It's very in, in instant. It felt thin um. and kind of washed out, and I went, oh no. And I just want to. I don't want to. I don't. I, I'm so starting negative. But this is an album that, for some some reason or somehow, has ended up sounding better and better and better with every listen. To the point where yesterday I was listening to it on my headphones and I went, "Like this, this is one of their best sounding albums, production wise." I, I, I never had that journey so. with an album before, but there you go. Yeah, um, I would say it's still washy for me a little bit, um, but okay. it does capture the live energy that I almost prefer than the studio stuff. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I prefer them as a live band than, than I do their albums. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of get into the excitement of a live, the hectic live atmosphere. Oh. Uh, and maybe that's, maybe it's a headspace thing. Maybe I just needed to kind of recalibrate what I was expecting from this album. But if you think yeah. of it as your own personal God is an Astronaut concert um, captured in high fidelity, it really... <laughs> it, it, it really comes out and I think headphones is where this album um, really shines because you get yeah, to hear yeah. the first couple times I listened to it I was like where the hell is Jamie like where are the keyboards the only song I could really hear them on was um, uh, was Barren, uh, Trees. Barren Trees yeah yeah, yeah. we're both yeah, on yeah, that yeah. <laughs> but actually if you really listen he's there all the time and he's he's doing go- the Lord's work it's so good um, Lloyd Haney again the, just, just to speak in really general terms yeah. some of his best surely some of his his best drumming ever on oh, this it's album. Amazing! It's it's. I up- was like walking around, going like fucking, like arms flailing, yeah, it, just air drumming nonstop. It reminds me of of a um, early era uh, Siwifa. Um, yes, that powerful and frantic, and there's a lot of like real, real high up tempo songs here. 
for the yeah. most part. Yeah, I think what happens actually is uh, that there are a lot of there are a lot of synthesizers if you're not paying attention that, that are quite distorted and you could mistake yeah, them. Yeah, they guitar. almost sound like guitars mm-hmm. or voices. Yeah, like a, dr- a drift has one for sure. Um, and yeah, and that song gets so heavy. It, it, it could be there's a passage that could be like Russian circles or Cult of Luna or something like that. It's so so heavy, and then that. Oh. classic like ethereal god as an astronaut piano and a, and like a, vo- a like disembodied voice going like oh, just like <laughs> drift in like a cool mist i get you <laughs> it's gorgeous um yeah just oh. yeah uh they they still capture that air that i got from helios um mm, where yeah. it still is very um of course it sounds so live um so yeah. it's, I, I assume that's almost intentional yeah. Um, to capture a different energy and maybe uh, keep at a different pace they slow down with on um, other studio efforts. I think that's an intentional mm. uh, effort on their part. Um, but yeah. I, I, I like it as much as any other one. Um, I don't think it's their best. I don't think it's their worst. Um, it's not quite mid, but it's getting there to really good. Um, I love yeah. some of the songs like Fade um, in Flux was a cool surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, influx is 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 great. I mean, that's yeah, that kind of starts with a. It's like it's almost got like a black metal kind of feel to it, except for the drums are again so groovy that it, it couldn't possibly be black metal. But everything <laughs> yeah. else has really foreboding. And then they do that's they do seven four so well that you it took. I was like I was on my seventh yeah. or to listen before. I was like, oh shit, this is in a weird time signature. I love it's it just when so do that. well done. Yeah, seamless. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they bring in quite a bit. Like, there's a couple of tracks on this album where I was like, "God, that guitar part could be at the drive-in or or Jawbox or Jawbox, Fugazi yes, or something." Yes, yeah. Oh, Influx Powerful. was one. I think um, there was another. There's another part maybe in. Uh, it might have been Burial um, or somewhere later along, but yeah, it's it, it really cool. Um, it almost just, turns groove metal, go, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Gro- yes, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about? Sorry, Spectres. I think is Spectres. well. Like not to, but it's my favorite song. There's just no question about um, my favorite track. Spectres. Yeah, I, it's, a lot of I think it's one of the songs of the year. Oh, um, um, it, oh. it's getting there. A lot of songs. Um, well, it, it's it's catnip for me because it's it sounds like God is an astronaut covering a failure song. Which okay, that's a couldn't be. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Be better. And I think I might yeah. enjoy it any more with that perspective. Um, oh man, I think that riff is so great, and and then and then it's able to go from that that riff that's been stuck in my head, the the main like the da 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 da, da right into yeah. this kind of breakneck stoner mastodon riff or that or baroness or something. You know, it's like it the is tone pretty is cool, spot there, on. There's some parts so I driving. I can't remember the song, but there's a part when like everything washes out and it's just a bass hammering on with the drums for a build-up yeah um, oh that like it kind of it, it like it just kind of blasts you into silence and it's yeah, like da, yeah. da, 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 bum, bum. Yeah, and you yeah. just hear the drums kind of give you those two hits really fucking good and then and then and then some even though they've got like this this 10 out of 10 riff they still evolve it in a really interesting way about halfway through and they kind of go into this dive my bloody valentine shoegaze thing yeah they do um, enough to change it up um, and, I think, yeah, and I, then for a finish, this double kick drum, and I'm like, I would turn the academy upside down. I would literally spin God, there is. from one side of the room to the there other. There is. <laughs> it's such an interesting kind of double kick as well. Um, yeah, it works at a slightly different tempo than we come to expect. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But it makes it sound a little bit more uh, Ramstein-y almost, I'd hesitate to say. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, like that. There's so much yeah. versatility. You're right, you're right to reference Helios Erebus. I think this, this album definitely captures that like anything could happen spirit of Helios Erebus, I think, which has some of their most delicate moments and some of their heaviest. I think And I think the other one, uh, yeah. their other works I kinda got tired about tired of pretty fast. Not that they were bad, but it was the same yeah. kind of vibe of um okay. sentimental rock with the kind of post punk edge. A lot uh, a lot mm. of the music has that, to be honest. Okay. Um not a not a real bone to pick about it. Just <laughs> then my preference. Um yeah. of like th- that's their strength. Um, but I really love this album when it when it when it gets a few other things in there, and it does. It really oh, it does. Really does. Yeah, yeah. I think the only track that really sounds like old school "God as an Astronaut" is is Baron Trees. Um, um, I think that's that was the one that I snow capped gravitated towards Loveliness. first, and I think I think it's a really excellent example of that kind of doomy, oppressive, dystopian vibe that they that they go for in a lot of their records yeah but there's so much variety on this um, do you know do, do you know joe quayle the cellist she's on the last track luminous waves yes yeah i've seen her live she's she's incredible like and that's a standout go check out joe that, quayle that's yeah. a real standout that i did not expect um it just it, it, it's such a somber um looming effort yeah um that, that sounds exactly like the title it just feels like it yeah yeah it does yeah no she's she's just a wonderful musician and it's a lovely kind of almost kind of resigned sounding coda to to a fairly ferocious record um yeah i i i I, interestingly i when i first heard this first first go through i was like uh yeah am i gonna have to give am i gonna have to give god as an astronaut a bad review and then i it's at the point now where yeah. it's actually gotten like probably twenty five percent better with every single listen. True. So I don't know. Um, I don't know where the ceiling is, but I abso- like, I love this. It's I think very this is weird. Because, probably like my third favorite God as an astronaut album. I I almost agree. Um, mm. it, it is weird to review this. Um, sandwiched in with all these uh highly produced bands. Yeah. Um, like real. Like uh, like we'll yeah. review them later. And we've reviewed them already, but uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a different taste. Like, um, I'm glad it's not actually highly produced in that respect. It's just <laughs> it, it's a different yeah. flavor. Uh, maybe the next one will be, but I, 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 for my money anyway, just get yourself a really good set of speakers or headphones or whatever, and, and this album will sing for you. It's 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 similar again. Like I said, with the Narrowhead album, I think once once you're like sort of two minutes in and you're really bought into the album, I think the production style makes yeah, way get, more get, sense. Get, get enough high mids on there. Yeah, uh, they make some of the stuff you might not be able to hear, like the synths shine through because they are there. Yeah. Um, oh, they are there. They're definitely there. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Um, What's your I, favorite song, man? Uh, my favorite track is definitely Spectres. I think that's one of the best songs they've ever done, and I'm gonna give this a nine. Nice. I'll give this a eight, um, and I think, ooh, I think, um, it's barren trees for me. Just, just. Just during the snowy weather we had, it, it was beautiful to kind of see during all that yeah. storminess. Um, I love that. That's that's one of the strengths that they've always kept. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that is Ghost Tapes number ten from God as an Astronaut, uh, our local boys. And yeah, it's a nine. It's a nine from me and an eight from Dill. So mm-hmm. very glowing reviews across the board. Um, all right. Next up, let's talk about Weezer. 
Let's. Bum, bum, bum. How do we talk bum, about Weezer? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> the orchestra kicks in. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this this album is called Okay Human. Uh, I see what they did there. Reference to Radiohead, huh? Fair, I, I, I'm keeping it very on the nose with the with the titles. Yeah, dead right, dead right. Uh, yeah, so so this is Weezer's uh, sort of surprise release for 2021, um, coming ahead of Van Weezer, which even though that's <laughs> been delayed since May of last year, yeah. um, I think that was supposed to be released in in sort of time with the Hello Mega Tour. And this album was obviously cooked up during lockdown and it's basically, you know, Weezer tries to do their very own kind of white album slash Sergeant Peppers, uh, Sergeant Pepper slash Pet Sounds type uh, type album, maybe something like Todd Rundgren or something, but it's very much Baroque pop. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we need to spend too, too long on it, Dill, but no, no. I will say that as a uh, as an un, unashamed and irretrievable Weezer fan I think this is absolutely fantastic it, um, it's a step it's, above yeah. uh, a lot of the shit we get from them because they've gotten so um, I guess prolific yes <laughs> um, they yeah. don't stop I, I, I think um, he, he has multiple things going on at once he's an insane mu- music man yes um, as you've seen with Van Weezer uh <laughs> non-stop stuff <laughs> totally on the polar opposite of this um i think yeah. it, it's not a total train wreck um no. a lot of it is samey sound in train wreck the more mm. you go um re- they kind of reuse the template you kind of get from the first song first song's good but uh some yeah, of the these songs song is get the, the one like, all my favorite songs i think deserves a little bit of chat because that's that that's that's where i feel you know it's it's got that martha my dear honey pie like Paul's kind of chamber pop songs yeah. off, 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 um, off the White Album. It's even got like Ringo. It sounds like a sort of Ringo Star tribute drumming, and uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't mess with that that melody line. It's very simple. It's a very simple chord progression. But you know, when when Rivers kind of goes from the, you know, all my favorite people make me mad, so mad, and then I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, he, I think he's a super talented. You know, songwriter, singer, and when he delivers those moments, it it it, it just yeah. pumps adrenaline through my veins. I think yeah. it's so good. Doesn't quite for me. I think for me, it, okay. for me, it he's always sounded a bit fair weather for the genre they're trying to hit. Um, I guess early right. on it was a bit more rough about it because you were kind of coming off yeah, the grunge hit. Pinkerton era, yeah. You kind um, of, I mean, a bit more angsty. <laughs> even yeah. then, I was like, I'll just go for a placebo or whoever the hell. Mm. Um, strike yeah. my fancy a little bit more, but that's not what they're here for. They're here no, to give you not. a certain they're, sound. They're very, they're bookish. It's bookish kind of dad humor, and yeah. um, extremely earnest all the way through. I mean, Grapes of Wrath is the perfect example. It's like just sort of a here are all the books that I like, yeah. you know, and nothing sinister there at all. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it 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 kind of works its way through. You know, screens again. Mm-hmm. It's a very earnest take on gosh aren't we all kind of looking at screens a lot during the pandemic yeah <laughs> i like that a bit numbers as well yeah. was kind of cool i had, had a very kind of um uh not dour but as far as weezer goes it was a little kind of yeah it, i like the vibe a little bit more oh um, yeah and the kind no, no, numbers numbers is the one that that really kind of hits me emotionally i think yeah the rest the of them i just, I, just really I love hearing i just i love hearing the sound of you know 38 piece orchestra yeah and Rivers Cuomo's songwriting, but I think on numbers is where they really hit the sweet spot of like 
oh now we can kind of make you cry you yeah. know I, I think it really has that that sort of sweet sadness of something like maybe a chorus line I'm just trying to think of like different some musicals that have that but it's big Coldplay it's a little bit Radiohead um, yeah. and and everything about the strings in that song yeah. is just and, fantastic and I, I as much as some of the stuff always washes over me a lot of stuff still gets me when it when it's able to strip back and give something a little less weezer sounding uh like yeah. a bird with a broken wing um yeah. does some interesting acoustic stuff stuff later on that sounds almost mm. gothy when everything's stripped back um yeah yeah it's interesting dead roses for example yeah yeah, yeah that's he's he's dead finally roses, nailed yeah. that sort of goth flamenco thing that he's been trying to do for years on that record, really on that uh, song yeah okay that's yeah. a good sign um maybe he's learning mm. uh 30 years on hopefully i i it's not uh, it's not particularly <laughs> it's not something i ever felt that i really needed in my life but i'm glad that he's, yeah. he's finally gotten it out of his system okay okay <laughs> i mean his whole career is, seems like getting a lot of stuff out of his system rather than yes um giving a a wholehearted effort uh i know that uh, sounds like a knock but um I, yeah. I I usually grab bag a few songs from each album if I'm yeah. if I like the albums. Um, yeah, that's always been Weezer for me, unfortunately. And this is kind of there, yeah. um, a little bit better than the last album. It's a lot better than the last album, actually. The black one being that being the black. Yeah, I I to be honest with you, like there, I I I like I'm a black album apologist. I think <laughs> okay. you know, there's I, I am. Sorry, I am, it's okay. I, you, I, you I, can pre- be you. I preferred it to Pacific Daydream for sure. Um, uh, and I think there's still some white. songs like California Snow. Um, uh, uh, there's L- uh, LA, uh, not LA Girls, but um, there's a few other songs off that record that I think are really good. But yeah, I, I hear you. This is clearly a high, a higher quality product. A, a different thing. Um, definitely the most ambitious. Um, I think they've done, to be honest. Uh, yeah. As far as being very different sounding, I'm sure they've always been leading up to this. It seems. <laughs> when when their yeah. inspirations lie, I'm like, when are they going to come up with the? Oh, there they are with the orchestra. Finally. Mm. Um, at last yeah but I like that they committed to I've heard, you know I think there's people that are sort of saying well it's all a bit samey and stuff but think of it as a as a 30 minute track because uh, every song yeah. blends seamlessly into the next yes it all is similar but I, I kind of I kind of love that it almost sounds like a suite more yeah. so than an album I get bands mm. that do that um, some bands have kind of done like two tracks two 20 minute tracks um, but I don't know I don't know It's it seems yeah. like a Hmm. the flow is a bit I just get tired of it and it's not a long album it's not a long al- album either it's not a and long I still album. get tired of I'm it I'm surprised but listen you know it, 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 at the end of the day I think it's gonna I think for, there's, there's something here for everyone but really true. the the most is here for, for Weezer fans it's just it's just it is what it is Weezer have become they're they're kind of an acquired taste I think in 2021 and that's okay yeah um, I think everybody can enjoy something like, you know, all my favorite songs, or uh, you know, maybe something like uh, screens. But but I do get a particular kind of joy out of hearing Weezer be good. And That's I think good. Weezer are very good on this. If you and, like and for we- that reason, if yeah, if you're feeling down in the dumps in the in in the year of our Lord 2020, um, I think bands like Weezer mm-hmm. are a good Anna thing. Domini. You know, you know, yeah. um, it's hard to know what music we exactly want to kind of. Um, uh, soothe the dread and existential anxiety, yeah. and I yeah. think Weezer is a good. I know it's weird for me to say, but Weezer is a good, good, uh, a good slice to have. 
an answer an antidote to the panic and it's interesting too because they do acknowledge it I, I mean I think this is just my theory but that there's at the end of La Brea Tar Pits that last track which I think is lovely by the way it's 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 got this kind of Paul Simon Randy Newman kind of Pink Floyd thing going on it's it's yeah. really nice but there's a there's a really jarring dissonant unresolved <laughs> chord that finishes that song and I think that's their little nod to like we kind of made this Technicolor really bright and, and kind of brash a chamber pop album but you know we kind of acknowledge that stuff is yeah dreadfully wrong with the world and it may remain so for for a while and and it's it's an interesting way to end such a day glow album i think but it's cool yeah i i, I can yeah. fuck with this slightly um yeah yeah I, of course favorite song is probably uh a bird with a broken wing all right good stuff um, i will take all my favorite songs uh score out of 10 six it's six for me Six from Dill and an eight from me for OK Human by Weezer. If you like Weezer, you like Weezer. Uh-huh. And if you like Weezer, you know you're going to like this. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. Next up, let's talk about... Why the heck not? Infinity Shred. Holy shit. So, Infinity Shred. We like Infinity Shred, don't we, Dylan? Um, We do. I'm a bit weird about it, but I still love them. <laughs> as, as we saw with the last kind of... My last review of them, I was kind of odd about the last album the last yeah um, yeah so yeah so, so two of my favourite albums so yeah Infinity Shred we, we, we've, we've talked about them certainly once before on the show we, yeah. we covered uh, Forever and Fast Life their, their last album as you correctly remembered um, I don't need to really tell you the origin story again basically I saw them when they were when it was really just Nathan and Damon um, yeah, yeah. I saw them playing um, as support for Horse the band in New York, which I just think is That's such a fun pairing, and it makes more sense in 2021 than it ever made back in you know 2014 or whatever it was before they had a song with a guitar on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they teamed up with Brett Boland from Astronaut, obviously, uh, obviously a friend, a close friend, mm-hmm. um, to to record this um, at home. But I'm happy to say, Dill, certainly from a production standpoint, I don't think this has suffered at all from being recorded at home. Oh, Would you agree? It hasn't missed a beat. No. Yeah. Um, because as you know, the, the album preceding the last one, um, yes, that, long distance, that was like a ten out of ten for me, easily. Yeah, easy ten out of ten. I think, I think the fir- I think the first two Infinity Shred albums, for completely different reasons, are both ten out of tens. The first one is one of the best examples of that, like, kind of synth, I guess, kind of synthwave thing, like like atmospheric synthwave. And then the second record is just a genre bending journey into yeah. the cosmos so good and the third one kind of yeah. keeps it steady um for good or for bad i guess for me it was for I think bad. the third one was like them finding their feet as a as a three-piece band yeah. you know it was it was almost like we're, we're no longer kind of an electronic we're no longer an electronic outfit with some organic flourishes we have become like a fully fledged band and this is how we fit our sound into being yeah. a band and i think i think it was really good and i do listen to that album quite a lot to this day i think it's really really good um but yeah, yeah. what i will say about uh, recovery 002 i think is the name of this uh, ep um is that i think it continues in the tradition of forever a fast life would you agree uh yes ep002 recovery sorry <clears throat> i think they finally bridged the gap um okay that gap that i hope they would right from the last time i was like i hope they bring it back some of the the og yeah. stuff and they did i think they thoroughly mm, did yeah. um sounds kind of porter Ro- it, it 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 gives it that life and levity that i get from a porter robinson effort um yeah that's always exciting um and this flows so well dude this is 
flows, I think, yeah, I think it's pretty well. untouchable all the way through to the end of Monitor B. So it starts off with this intro that I would love to know if that's actually binaural audio because it's um yeah it, it has an incredible 3d effect that makes you feel like you're you're inside some sort of you know some sort of theme park ride or something and then monitor a when the um when the drums come in it actually feels like you're inside the kit. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of 3d audio going on with that song but yeah yeah it's it's just wonderful um it reminds me of sanctuary in the way that it focuses on this kind of one big synth line with all these surrounding atmospherics yeah. and then when the guitars kick in it just fucking goes and it's as good as they've ever sounded and they they bring in the metallic chuggy riffing from forever a fast life but it's it's still very hopeful it's ex- really expansive and hopeful and atmospheric and then it sort of seamlessly transitions into monitor b which is this kind of creepy screaming white noise palate cleanser thing yeah. and that's that's a it's a it's a beautiful first sort of five or six minutes yeah um gorgeous yeah yeah well, how do you think about the next part coming on what i will say and i i totally yeah. get your 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 sort of porter robinson uh, references there's some genuine 8-bit like chip tune yeah. synths on this re- sound and it, it kind of brings it like Kobe to mind or Anima Noguchi um, I will, what I will say is that I could probably do without the hair metal lead guitar there's a lot of really like okay mm, because hmm, I thought yeah, there was a bit a too lot much of, like, on the last sort of lead, lead guitar that I don't necessarily feel is 100% necessary on that track Okay. Okay. I. I mm. Do you, 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 you mm. works for you? It really works for me. Um, okay. As far as far as like a hopeful, fun sound that goes well yeah. with um, just kind of chip tune rock. Um, I mm. think the that kind of it's almost a thin Lizzy kind of lead. Um, but it's close. Mm. Yeah, it's close to hair metal. That eight, it, it's got an eighties vibe to it. Still there. Um, oh, it one hundred percent has has an eighties vibe. Yeah, particularly um, that that big build up is has like some real. 80s power ballad kind yeah. of keyboard There's some great yeah. great yeah. harmonies yeah. as well great modal changes that come on near the end of mm. um the last big song i guess plus mo- plus monitor a um, oh oh yeah 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 some great kind of changes that really uh step up the songs a notch i love this i love when songs turn into other songs or like a chorus has a yeah. second surprise chorus it's even better um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah this has a lot of that no I- it's really good. I, just, I I and there are moments where they they go as like sort of stereotypically heavy in terms of like yes. metallic guitar tone as Quadruple anything they've kicks. ever done. I it's just tough. yeah, I don't know. I I I, uh, I really like this. Um, I just think that you know, I was I think is a better attempt at doing what recovery does. Like it's it's got that kind of yeah. really threatening booming bass synthesizer that kind of goes in under the the arpeggiator which is really nice and when the guitar comes in i think it's kind of got like a chung 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 there's like a real kind of heaviness yeah that's, to it, that's a strength of theirs it's welcome mm-hmm. that is definitely a strength of theirs that i had got yeah. i almost got sick of on the last album but i love on mm. this album i wonder why oh, okay um, interesting interesting yeah i don't think i prefer because i don't think there's anything as good as like crane maker for example uh-huh, uh-huh. off off the last album um uh, that that quite blends the the danceiness. It's not that not this not not necessarily the electronic elements, but like there were some moments. I think Crane Maker and Earth were the two, and um, where there was genuine yeah. kind of danceiness to it. Like long long distance, the title track is is the is sort of the quintessential example of when they do that so well. Yeah, um, and I, I and I think 
when the guitars are too metallic, it's harder to blend those in a seamless way. And I wonder if that was Brett sort of giving a little bit too much of Astronoid um, and that kind of very Mm. much metal-inspired Astronoid guitar tone to this. I I really like this. I think it's a very strong addition to the Infinity Shred canon. Yeah, it's a good development. But I I would say I I don't I don't think I don't think it's my favorite thing they've ever done. I'll say that as well. No, no, long distance is still there, but this Mm. captures a bit of that which they lost in the album. I absolutely think. Uh, Can we also hail the return of? Uh, sorry now I just want to make sure I get his name right um, Asif Siddiqui uh, in terms of the album artwork which is just oh, a dude, joy to look at it's amazing I just want to live yeah. in that um, I really do and it's you- like a, it's sort of a if we think of the chronology of the he didn't he didn't do the he does these incredibly detailed wonderful illustrations for Infinity Shred covers he didn't do um forever a fast life but he did sanctuary and long distance and i almost feel like this is the third part of that story it's like you know spaceship lands on on unexplored planet yeah, long yeah. distance is kind of like you found your way to the metropolis or this alien metropolis and then and then this cover is like and now you've you've carved out a little nook for yourself on the in the woods yeah. it reminds this. me actually of a um in a good way a very good way uh a snail's house album artwork um, oh yeah, yeah, that kind of a pastel, um, yeah, uh, mind palace within your mind, kind of vibe, um, a place to live in that is totally your own personality in your head. Yeah, I love it. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm glad to have him back. He, he seems like integral. I, he's he's just a wonderful. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic artist. And we should also just shout out quickly. Um, uh, what's his surname? Um. Basically, the, the the artist who does um, does the artwork for Dance Gavin Dance, he's got a very uh-huh. Matthias Adolfsson. He is a very distinctive style, and he did the artwork for OK Human by Weezer, which is also a wonderfully Complex detailed yeah. illustration. Maybe a bit too much. We I would say about him quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I agree. Lo- still lovely, lovely art. Um, I think it's still yeah. a bit busy for my liking. This is just striking okay. enough. Just right. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, what is your favorite track? It's Monitor A, dude. It's Monitor A. And I'm giving this a nine. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. Um, it's Monitor A for me too. But I think I'm giving this a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Your yep. funeral. Uh, but, no, it's still good. It's still good. We've discussed so that the elements that worked for you that didn't work so well for me, so that makes perfect sense. But I... I, yeah. My love for Infinity Shred remains very much undiminished. I think they're one of the best and most unique sounding bands out there. Uh, who else is doing this? Nobody. Uh, few people. Um, I'd say Anna Maguchi are kind of up in there, up there. But yeah. But I don't think I don't think I think Anna Maguchi do something that's actually in practice sounds quite quite different to Infinity Shred. But I, I take your point. Um, so that's EP 002 Recovery by Infinity Shred. Um, moving right along shall we do Haley Williams we shall cover it let's do it let's Let's do do it it. Uh, the Haley Williams who you will know from Paramore um, and that song about airplanes (laughs) oh my god is back in solo album form (laughs) what a bad pick but um, yes uh, trendsetter uh, all over the place Uh, god this is this is such a I did not expect this no, I woke no, up. nobody did. I think, including yeah. her, to be fair, fell asleep. Woke uh, up. So this is here. <laughs> it's called. Sorry, I fell asleep one day. Woke up. 
she released an album. <laughs> that was yep. kind of how the announcement went. That's how it went. So this is called Flowers for Vases slash Descansos. Um, and it is her, it, it's it's Hayley Williams' second solo album in like nine months or whatever. Um, so this was the album that was never meant to be. It was just entirely a product of lockdown. Um, she she worked on it uh, entirely on her own. So I think, I think uh, you know, we, we, we reviewed... Uh, petals for armor yeah on the show we did last album uh we had some we had some disagreements we had some agreements i i came out feeling a little bit lukewarm about it on some for for what is quite a long album i felt like there were there were plenty of high points but yeah. maybe just as many kind of uh, bits that i didn't really enjoy as much and i did i did feel like it we were yet to hear Haley williams true solo true voice form. without any t- of the sort of taylor york uh maybe latter-day paramore trappings yeah, kind of after laughter era. Yeah, yeah. Still coming off that eighties buzz, the right? Um, hmm? so there, there, she was still coming off that eighties buzz, which, um, to be fair, yeah. they knocked out of the park. Um, Paramore after laughter, and then certain bits off. of of a um, more yeah. personal eighties inspired stuff in the inner solo track, or solo. Yeah, definitely uh, the first the first one. Um, this one goes for um, uh, kind of her, her acoustic effort. Um, mm. but with added bits, um, I don't, those bits are kind of hard to explain, um, <laughs> but they're not what you've ever heard from her before. Right. Agreed. Yeah. This is, so she described it as, uh, you know, herself, Phoebe Bridgers and Taylor Swift as the Powerpuff Sad Girls who were all dominating the old, uh, old charts at one point. Yeah. But I think she, what Hayley Williams does, well, A, She's Hayley Williams, so she sounds like Hayley Williams. And thankfully, her I felt like her voice was stretched and chopped and, and sort of manipulated in many different ways on Petals for Armor. But there were very few moments where I felt like it really shined in the way that we know Hayley Williams' voice can shine. She gets lots of opportunities to do that here. So that's that's distinguishing factor yeah. A is she's Hayley Williams and therefore she has Hayley Williams' voice. Yeah. Um, but B, I think there's lots and lots of neoclassical sprinkled throughout this record. Just some gorgeous piano parts that uh, yeah. I think are, are influenced by you know, folks like Niels Fram and Olafur Arnolds and Max Richter. and Some great um, kind of just Han- mo- modal yep. vibes. Um yeah and and certain pieces that work well with this cold um but inviting kind of um I'd say a gothic tale yeah. broad acoustically um and ha- yeah. you really get that with like my limb is where it first hits off that feel yeah the wet this kind of Absolutely. almost a bluesy western foreboding this to it it's pretty catchy as well the drums hit the drums hit um, but they're kind of subdued um yep yeah. So there's yeah, so there's drums, you know, she and she's playing everything as well. So we're getting on, you know, this is unfiltered kind of Haley Williams, um, and yeah, and just I I love hearing her explore the different instruments: bass, drums, piano, um, little bits of synthesizer all throughout. And yeah, my limb is as close to like alternative rock, like my limb, and, and maybe the last track, um, just a lover. Yeah, the, the two the two moments that veer closest to kind of alternative rock in the style that we might have been used to from Hayley Williams and that's great to hear but you know there's there's lots of like finger style guitar there's uh, she's not afraid to get quite poppy at points I think Over Those Hills it's got this gorgeous lick that that uh, yeah. uh, 
very kind of eagles or sort of adult contemporary. Uh-huh. It's just lots going on. It's just I think there's lots and lots and lots going on in this album. Um, and and as well, she, we know we know that Haley Williams loves kind of sunny day real estate. Yes, and failure. It sticks out. And lots of great bands. And I think you can just hear and and and, and, and like Radiohead, and you can just hear that there is more going on in the background in a lot of these songs i think than than the typical yeah entries in the genre yeah there's like these moments where like you're listening to a fairly plain but really creative acoustic song and then like yeah. this this kind of swirling synth or some kind of big mm. production thing will happen halfway through or just to accent mm. things and it'll sound just a lot bigger than the sum of its parts um being just her yeah. voice and an acoustic or whatever she has, a piano. Um yeah. just sounds very uh not quite theatrical, but but uh um what does it sound like? It almost <laughs> sounds like um Pussifer at their best. Okay, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, yeah with yeah. with kind of a, a dour western blues feel to it. I think there's there's a little bit of that like KYRH for example has that um that kind of late nineties when pop became slightly inspired by like kind of underground dance music, that kind of Ian Brown, the Verve, like she, 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 guy chambers type thing. She, she recorded, um, a cover of teardrop. Um, yes. Yeah. Massive attack. Massive attack. So massive attack totally shines in, into what she loves to do now. Um, her voice can hone down to that level. Um, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of belting in this. In fact, there's, None. There's uh, there's a couple of tiny, tiny moments, but yeah, mostly it's like she keeps it on a pretty. I I, I a beat yeah. this with um, with uh, brand new eyes just for shits and giggles. Oh yeah, and, like that's that's nothing but uh belting. Yeah. Even even uh, only exception is uh, has still a bit um. Yeah, but it's come so she's come so far. From that's that. got the tight grip on reality bit, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. She really she's come kind of shreds her throat up on that one. Um, she's come so far to kind of like reintegrate um, her vocals into a different style that's not too jarring um, at all. Um, mm. It's like when a, it's like when a baritone um, who's been kind of high high all his life can, can realize he has lower notes, right? Yeah, uh, or like any person who ages. Yeah. realizes they have to kind of sing in a lower register um not that she can't sing high anymore she fucking can <laughs> but uh she just the fact that she chooses to do this is really really cool um yeah and interesting definitely yeah it's i i there's not there's not a lot to fault here i think it's it's just the right length it's not too long um there's so many nice little surprises and it just it's a very good it's a very I think it's an undeniable testament to what a sort of versatile and talented musician Haley Williams is. And I think I think Haley Williams un- unjustly comes in for a lot of that kind of you know, she she there's like conspiracy theories around Haley Williams and Paramore <laughs> and like where they just uh yeah. kind of propped up, you know, where they like a, where they kind of a a covert operation where they like a sleeper cell for Universal Music Group or whoever um that that, that they were kind of astroturfed into the pop punk scene and but like a you can't ultimately it's about the music and you cannot fuck with most of paramore's music no it's natural this album proves that when robbed of every 
every crutch that you could accuse her of having leaning of, of leaning on, I think she still pulls out some music that is just undeniably great. Yes, well, well, well put with that. Um, it's there. Yeah, her earth and acoustic. She still got it. She she's a great musician. It's not just Taylor and the rest, right? It's and it's and it's not just it's not just she's got an incredible voice. It's she's she's mastered you know she's mastered how to use piano for atmospherics uh-huh. she's got shows. these lovely kind of guitar parts that are so evocative like her the bass lines t- throughout are yeah really interesting she's and she can and like lyrically you know really well too so it's lyrically she's more kind of honest with um her beginnings um in mm. retrospect um yep. m- not harsh but uh just just kind of uh, the lyrics that you need to get over <clears throat> stuff to get over the line of grief or whatever she she's dealing with that stuff now which is so cool to see um yeah because some ga- some bands can just get kind of lost in that grief and have a whole career based on that kind of lyricism until there's until they're just faking it she's um she's confronting a lot of cool stuff and um yeah. i just love how it, it kind of in a amanda palmer way this is more kind of pop yeah centric um than her amanda's last effort but very similar mm-hmm when it comes to like um, emotional uh, confrontation um yeah I, I hear that yeah and uh even, i i love it love it even on songs like uh hyd um mm. even though it's kind of one of the more minor ones um i love how it starts as well um i love yeah. her choice to kind of keep keep the plane flying over as soon as she's singing about finally having some peace and quiet <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, the, the um, plane flies overhead. Yeah, there's lots of those little moments where like home home videos and and little vocal clips get sort of peppered into the mix and yeah, um, yeah, it's beautiful. It definitely feels like an album. You know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a collection of songs, and it certainly doesn't feel like what was left on the cutting room floor during the pedals for armor sessions. That's that's not what yeah. this is at all. This is it's very much its own thing. Yeah. Um. Tr- truly. Well, what else can I say? Um. It's it's just natural. I mean, you're a music, you're a living musician, living touring musician who has all this time and recording setup. You're gonna get an album like this. Um, if you, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And this is one of the, the better examples of a quote unquote lockdown album for sure. Yeah, I'm very thankful she decided to do this. She could have easily not. Um, yeah. I don't expect another one. Really. <laughs> Yeah, and she sort of says, "Don't don't expect another one either." It's been four but, years since Paramore, so I'm expecting yeah. a, a shot at that at some point. But yeah, yeah. Favorite Excellent. song, man. Um, what's your favorite? What's your favorite track? Fuck. Um, yeah, it's it's my limb. It's totally that. My limb. Good combination of everything. Good stuff. And I'm giving this a yeah. ten. It's now a ten. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. It's now a ten for me. Same okay. as the other one, really. That's the first ten of the year. Yeah, go figure. Nice. I'll remember that. I'm making my notes. I'm taking note of that. That's excellent. Um, I think I'll, I'll give it to In Ordinary. I think that's just a. It's a beautiful kind of combination yeah. of melody and lyric. Oh, the and, lyrics uh, are so I'm, good. I'm giving it a nine. Yes, nice as you're yep. on board with that. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Okay, there you go, folks. Every day can be a surprise. Um, good stuff. So that's. Uh, Flowers for Vases Descansos by Haley Williams uh, it's a 10 from Dill and a 9 for me very good scores across the board uh-huh. um, alright um, maybe we should have done this first because it's number 1 uh, As the Love Continues by 
the Glasgow Quartet Mogwai. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed, they are number one yeah. after a, a, a campaign that I think would warm the cockles of even the hardest heart. Yes. Um, the, the sort of weird uh, uh, <laughs> avant-garde post-rock band from Scotland uh, are at the top of the UK charts and you know no matter what you think of this album I think we can both agree that's a good thing Dale right yeah normally if I saw th- the first time I saw that I was I would have been like but but why <laughs> it's Mogwai are great <laughs> but how number one that's a that means yeah. a lot um even though like charts are kind of bullshit um Charts are bullshit, but I think I still think that I still think a number one, you know, it's all relative, right? Yeah, charts are bullshit, but you still got to beat every single other album out there, you know, and, and they take into account streams and they, you know, you're like you're t- you're talking about you're up against some absolute behemoths when yeah. you're when you're going for number one. Usually, like astonishing capacity. pop hits, like that's why I say it's it's hard, even if you're totally worthy of it. Um, it's sometimes just by the algorithms means that you will suffer or get in. Um, but they got in somehow. Yeah. Um, they did. Maybe just the, the sign of the times. <laughs> People want their uh, uh, avant-garde, um, unclassifiable yeah. genre smorgasbord. Un- yeah, unclassifiable. Although I will say that I, I do feel like this this sits, you know, very comfortably yeah. in the post-rock yeah. genre. Um, of course, they're dealing with some familiar sounds they've um, tackled already some of them mm. they haven't tackled since the very beginning um, yeah some of the grungier stuff and boy is there some grungy shit on <laughs> this like <laughs> see I presume you're, refer- you're referring to ceiling granny there yes which um, yeah I for like the first three lessons I read mm. my dyslexic ass read that as calling granny oh, okay so that was kind of the vision that that song had on me it was like this is a song that would right. be in the background of that energy um that hopeful energy and ceiling granny is a bit more weird but um yeah fuck that's just kind of only a slice of what we've gotten from this album it's yeah ceiling granny is a, it's it's funny that you bring it in first it's so different than a lot of what goes on in the rest of this album but it's so it's so joyous it's it's somewhere between i mean it's it's actually not unlike that that intro track to the to the teenager style album to be honest with you but mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. grungy but it mixes that in with that sort of scott rock thing it sounds like it could be something like early biffy or early sucio pero as well like that yeah it's love it's it's really joyous track and i think you know what you get on this album is 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 kind of a mix of i would say business as usual for for magui i mean that that first track to the bin my friend tonight we vacate earth yeah like, it's, it's kind of like sound the, um, clip, delicate piano yeah. reedy textures lightly picked guitar followed by overwhelming waves of distortion like that's yeah that's magui um, in a nutshell and it does come in with like a really good buzz as well like the the bass that comes in is is still yeah. grungy so that hits you off that yeah. they still they're still Definitely. fucking great at changing that at a flip um, yeah, for sure. I think like stuff like is it Richie Sacramento's the one with the vocals or is it Drive Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's Richie Sacramento. That's great. That that um almost could work with Teenage Wrist. Do you think so close to something oh. in that vibe? Um, I think the lyricism the, the lyricism is really good. Um, the vocals yeah. are pretty darn good for it, right? I don't know how often the, they yeah, do this. I, but. I think the vocals, I think Stuart Braithwaite did, um, yeah, the, the the kind of guitarist does the vocals and he does the vocals for, you know, all the, most of the Mogwai vocal track songs, like uh, I think Party, uh, there, was, there was a song off Every Country Sun, which I think we covered actually the last record um, yeah. that I still listen to, Party Something, Party in the Dark. Um, and that, 
that that's that's him again and i think this is i think this is good although i will say musically i find it it's a little bit basic it really is kind of just like a four chord wonder you know like e minor c g d it's very yeah kind of straightforward well, that's but it's kind of what i got from a bit of the teenage rest album so that's how i kind of connected the dots uh, there yes okay <laughs> um still good still nice little little escape from this um yeah and they, they, they change it up so much in this album um mm. that i'll allow it uh yeah right yeah the switch ups are where it really shines i mean i mean there's no getting around it midnight flit is just fantastic uh, yeah think. that's got a nice kind of gradual build to it oh, that i can fuck with it's those cool. strings it's so yeah it's so kind of late 90s or something it's yeah. got like it's it's again it's that we talked about it a little bit on the, the Haley williams review but it's that kind of like ian brown or the verve or something like where just bombastic kind of Kind of eerie strings yeah creeping um, it creeping it film feels- soundtrack almost yeah really good and do you know who did those um Atticus or Trent I don't know somebody from Atticus Atticus. Nails yeah. yeah is that a guess uh yeah yeah yeah, it's a yeah guess. Atticus Ross yeah well done <laughs> I, I, you know why I guessed that um why because uh fucking both of them were on the um Before the Flood soundtrack that they released ah. in 2019 which is super it's good it's really interesting how this album was recorded actually because just, just like that particular part they um, uh, so Atticus Ross was conducting an orchestra in Budapest, like remotely. Mm-hmm. So from, you know, from from his house in California or whatever. Um, so that's super interesting. Uh, and another interesting point to note about the recording of this record. Uh, so it's produced by our old nemesis David Friedman, uh, <laughs> who I would argue ruined the last two Baroness albums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he. But he didn't quite get his claws into uh, and, uh, and Deserter songs with Mercury Rev. He's part of Mercury Rev, but that's that's uh, that album is amazing. But um, he didn't. He, they had to do it via Zoom, right? So he was he was producing the album via Zoom. So I think certain wow. songs did escape the Friedman effect. Like, um, uh, for example, like supposedly we were nightmares. Like the drums, you know, sound nice and full and rich and, on that track. But then I think there's other there's other tracks where the the Friedman drum sound like drive the nail for example is just Uh, very much in evidence that that crushed I mean if you don't know what the Friedman drum sound is listen to anything off Golden Grey by by Baroness but it's like kind of crushed compressed distorted uh, tinny drums is the is the hallmark of his production style it's not that they're bad they just easily fall into what else is going on which is a lot (laughs) yeah yeah, I wouldn't. I, it's just. I think overall, the production of this album, I I prefer a much richer, more expansive sound, like they would have had on Hardcore Will Never Die, but You Will, or uh, one of the yeah. earlier albums, like you know, Come On Die Young. Um, this. Well, we still get a lot of definitely it. Definitely, we still feels it. Yeah, good. We, no, we we still we still get a bit of what we want from this. Is what I mean. Which oh is, yeah. I would say some of my favorite Mogwai songs ever around this album mm. um i the last stretch of songs is amazing <laughs> um yeah the first yeah, bit of yeah. songs is is pretty cool as well to be honest it's just all nice all around as a, as a full listen yeah it is it is i think um i th- i think when i re you know when you when, when you kind of really focus in i think this is this is gorgeous to kind of have playing i think maybe this is my experience in mogwai in general mm-hmm. um I, I i kind of start to get a bit full after like kind of 30 or 40 minutes but their albums tend to kind of shoot more around the hour mark oh um, yeah it's always always you know, the case uh, with um yeah 
as as we've noticed, explosion in the sky, sort of God is an astronaut for me at points. Early early albums okay. were like that. Uh, Mogwai kind of like that. Um, mm. This may be my favorite of the lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot of it there's there's a lot to like here, but I do think that some songs. I it just it's like I think I think drive the nail for yeah. example is just what, what are a you, bit too long. It is as it is pet stains. I like a lot of it. The central idea is really good. What do you think of a fuck off money and it's a robotic <laughs> tendencies? I, I'm I like that. I can get with it. Yeah, it's the nice. kind of vocoder stuff. Yeah. Um. After yeah, no, it's after Daft Punk breaking up recently, which has been yelled mm. up in the room. Um. It's nice to hear something's kind of reminiscent of Daft Punk in all music yeah. all the time, just to show that still there um yeah yeah that's nice no definitely uh, I, th- I think i think uh su- supposedly we were nightmares is another really big highlight in that it sort yes. of sounds it's got lo- lovely electronics it, it it kind of almost reminds me of public service broadcasting like it's quite um it's quite bright and sweet in comparison to uh-huh. some of the more um like hypnotic and and dara stuff on the record it, you know they're, they're they're a really good band but you know, you're talking about a band whose greatest hits is three and a half hours long. Like it's just they they don't do anything by halves. Like when they it it, it is an undertaking. I I do think this album is an undertaking to get through, like start to finish. Yeah. Um, and I, and I do find it a little bit draining. But at the same time, that's Mogwai, and I think it's just like that those moments where you want something to get swept up in and kind of lose yourself in arrive that's when mogwai are here yeah and, um, to, and to kind of give you these type of albums obviously like midnight flight is the uh, apex of that um yeah it, it, as far as me enjoying this um and i'm sure it is with you yeah. as well um yeah same yeah i just i love i love the flow to it dude more than i have in most times in recent memory with them um yeah that's good maybe because it's just such a there's so much different things whereas in the last yeah. albums they kind of went similar um like ceiling granny is just kind of like yeah. smashing pumpkins. <laughs> yep, fully That's for sure. Like I love the variety of fuzzes and distortions they use. Changing it up every album um, is uh, something you could you could avoid doing, but they decide to always change it up to a different sound yeah. of, of fuzz, and that's that's good. To, that's a good good uh, um, uh, thing to be doing. What's the word for it? Couldn't get in the rhythm of changing uh, up your fuzz from sounding the same all the time is what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, for sure. No, this is a really good example of a, of a Mogwai album. I think I actually prefer... I listened by, I, gave, I gave Every Country's Son an 8, but I think I was being a bit um, generous maybe last time we reviewed them um, because I, 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 I think I actually do prefer this to Every Country's Son. Same. Um, the, even though I, I won't be giving... I don't think I'll be giving this an 8, but uh, uh, I, I do really? think I prefer okay. it. it it's, it's just got a bit more... There are more unique songs. There's more variety throughout the track listing and stuff like that. I still think my favorite one is um, "Hardcore Will Never Die." Oh yeah, 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 I, I read. I, I discovered agree. "Happy Songs for Happy People" this time around, listening back through their discography, and that's really good. And I think "Mr. Beast" as well is is a standout. That's just a lovely, lush, yeah, um, um, album. And I'll tell you what the uh, the soundtrack they did for zero 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 is really good. Um, oh, I've listened to that too. That's really good. Uh, yeah, great Not document. Recently, yeah, great movie. Um, as well as Before the Flood. That's also an incredible movie. So they're kind of coming off their soundtrack stuff um, to this, which is nice to see. Um, I definitely prefer it over stuff like Rave Tapes. Um, okay. The Hawk is Howling is the last one I really enjoyed, like, right. thoroughly. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a long long time since the hawk is howling, right? That's like mid mid two thousands. Uh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore never dies. The last one that I really, really, really loved, and I do listen to that one quite a bit. Um, but this is this is great. And to be honest with you, a very worthy number one. It's so good to see an album as weird as this, uh, and as long as this. Honestly, getting getting to number yeah. one in the album charts, that's just awesome. Um, so fair play to Mogwai. Happy um, surprise. My favorite track is. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I think <laughs> there's a track that sounds like infinity shred dry fantasy yeah. sounds like infinity shred meets Tycho, it, and i uh, kind of love that you're, uh, that's, so yeah that yeah, makes dry sense fantasy. that makes sense uh mine's midnight uh, flight um for obvious uh, yes. reasons yeah it's a nice build nice nice kind of thing going on um yeah. it's pretty spooky i love it i love it thank you atticus for that <laughs> yeah yeah it's wonderful so, uh, favorite uh sorry so i'm gonna uh, uh blah, 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 blah. score out of 10 <laughs> um probably an eight yeah I think I'll give it a seven. Yeah, yeah, I, I, All I right. fuck with this one. Good stuff. Uh, so that is "As the Love Continues" by Mogwai, um, and happy twenty fifth anniversary to them. Hell yeah! Okay, so next up, then we're just quickly talk about a lovely new EP from Echo. Uh, this is another. This is yeah. the second Wicklow band we're talking about <laughs> this week, which is kind of funny. So, Familiar um, just down the road in Kilcool, these guys are from. Uh, I should say this guy and this gal. So Owen Whitfield and Jesse Lord, yeah. um, making electronic noises for the last kind of five years or so uh, in the wake of Owen's band Enemies breaking. Yeah, I think I think um, seems to be the natural tendency for uh, the Enemies boys to do avant-garde <laughs> electronics after a, a standard band affair and i understand yeah. it's just as different as you could want it to be right um and it's their other passions that's that's always been yeah what exactly loved. like he just uh, owen hoovers up synthesizers from every source he can get them it's yeah it's uh because it, we've been my band has been working with um with Owen uh, down at his studio in, in Kilkul where, where this uh, stuff gets recorded as well and yeah he just has just so many kind of synthesizers lying around the place and he has loads of fun experimenting with them and stuff so uh, this is their so this is this is called Mosaic it's their I think it's their second kind of release of yeah. any kind of length because they release an album called Opia in uh, 2018 if I'm not very much mistaken and then this this kind of is a four track Mosaic is a very good title for it because the tracks all sort of seamlessly blend together over the course of kind of 15 or 16 minutes. Um, And for my money, I think it's a really great kind of contribution to that uh, atmospheric, electronic music genre that kind of are, are good friends of ours like, you know, like Tycho or our uppermost or Apparat uh, Phil. Yeah, stuff they're inspired by. Um, somewhere mm. deep in a dark kind of trancy club scene in Ireland in the nineties is is a, is, a, is what this is kind of taken from, but brought into a modern yeah. uh, production standpoint. Um, and gets it gets fucking weird at points. A um, lot of lot of reminiscent elements from those from that world. Uh, kind of the female vocals Definitely. chopped around yeah. later on in, in the EP. Um, at like Mosaic three. Tons of that. The drums are very reminiscent oh, yeah. of, of uh, I guess, what kind of 4L took from as well from that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice mix of stuff and basically one song, right? Basically one song, yeah, that kind of begins 
like a very kind of dark, threatening, uh, in a very dark and threatening way on, on one that kind of moves into more of a, an 80s. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that, it's got that kind of like Galaxy workout video type <laughs> vibe to it um, on, on two. Yep. And then it kind of brings it into, like you said, um, that, that sort of late 90s, early 2000s um, pop dance. Uh, like if you think about that song Delirium, uh, sorry, that song Silence by Delirium and Sarah McLachlan, that, that, that kind of, and you feel it in the silence. It's got that sort of vibe going on. Yes, it uh, does. Really good, really groovy. And then the last track, brings you out on a more sort of thoughtful jazzy um wave and I, it's it's all yeah. really enjoyable it's all incredibly well produced as you as you would expect uh, i, I uh, almost a, say to yeah. a fault <laughs> um oh, okay well well um it does what it needs to do right it does a lot of things mm. um and i'd say around mosaic 2 it almost does too much at once there's okay. too many good things happening at the same time i would say um and it's an odd thing to say but just um, that's how kind of avant-garde music goes. You yeah. got to kind of expect tons of unexpected weirdness um, and loops and bits happening. Yeah. Um, I don't say it's a bit too much, but it kind of balances out around three to four. Yeah. Um, to something that's almost groovy at points with the the the, um, the bass synths. Um, Definitely. Right. I, th- I I think I know where you're coming from, and that he he's very. Uh, sparing in when he gives you a proper floor to the floor kind of beat to to that like like a, a real groove um it's it's a lot of and i'm kind of letting jesse really take the reins in that yeah it's cool a lot of her lines begin and end as kind of chopped up samples rather than uh sort of lead lead vocal lines i think that's a really cool approach um it would have been nice if this was say five tracks uh to have another track like three where there is there's for want of a better word, like a drop and uh-huh. I like a that. few minutes of just straight up groove and like four to the floor beats. But yeah, I really enjoy it. I think I think he's still building towards something in his career with that stuff. Um, that was also developing with the album, but it's a good experiment as an EP, truly. Um, like yeah. it, it's exactly once again, the album cover is totally evocative of what you hear. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of technical or nineties. Um, Definitely, yeah. I get lo- you get lost in it um, if not slightly over encumbered. Um, with the amount of effects mm. going on, and oh, um, I guess it uh, um, it was was it just him doing the synth work, or was it both of them doing kind of the synth work? I, be- I believe Owen does does the all the synths in production. Yeah, I I always wonder if 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 another eye or two is sometimes helpful for going like mm-hmm. that's too much, or or um, I'm getting too dizzy with the effects. Uh, okay, I, I almost wonder if uh, he could have brought this around to um a few others he probably did but you know um yeah that's what i get from at least the first two is a, okay. little, is a little bit too much yeah yeah that it could maybe do with a little bit of that like that simplicity of of a, of a wayward for example i love that it gets ep and i think they like yeah. it, it's 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 kind of utilizing the minimalism sometimes but at the same time i, I think what what's what is here really really works i think uh-huh. really the, my True. only criticism would be that i would love more of it if that makes sense so i cannot wait to hear what echo do on a on a second full-length album yeah um because it's like all all that's missing here i think is some breathing room yeah um and i would say it maybe feels more like two songs then than it does the one song because one and two connect then there's a bit of a step to get to three to four yeah um 
but but it's good. It's good. You know, I'm, I'm on yeah, board with it. Yeah, I think it's it. really good. I think I'm on board with with his his efforts. Truly, <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Good, good. Yeah. God, it's so funny. I feel like, uh, particularly Owen is a very versatile guy because he, I have now have possession of like his, exactly his four his four main bands. And if you listen to Soldiers Take Half or um or Kid Blunt, I mean, it's a real like sort of post hardcore <laughs> screaming like full on kind of sound. And then into Enemies, which was very blissed out sort of instrumental, you know, instrumental indie post rock type stuff. And then into you know this, which is kind of a step again in the more ambient atmospheric direction so yeah, yeah. he's a man of uh, with many strings to his bow yeah it's admirable admirable and uh, mm. don't yep. ever be afraid to hide those colors when when you're uh just working on a different style right definitely um yeah for sure um what's your favorite of the four parts i guess you would call them uh, mosaic three yeah okay cool uh mosaic three uh yeah, actually, two, I, I'm. It's. I don't like to do this very actually, but I think three really is the best one. So I, I'm gonna agree with you on three. Yes. Um. So that's Mosaic by Echo. I'm gonna give it an eight. Eh, a seven. A seven. Good seven. All right. Good stuff. Um. That's in, just an EP release. Yeah, um. So I'm check it out if you get the time. Excited. If you've got sixteen minutes to yeah, spare. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Was it like Mark Mark O'Brien? Um. He's doing his thing as well. Coming out with new stuff. Um, with royal yellow oh royal um, yellow yes yeah, so that's that's another electronic effort to enjoy from this <laughs> sphere of mates for sure yeah um, good to see it i know i'll have to I'll have to check that out as well we we we, we dearly love enemies and uh, we miss them every day but yeah. it's great to see the the former members still i was watching actually a small end to that i was watching i watched their um they pro recorded the uh final song uh of their last gig and, and it's up in their youtube oh. channel i'm not sure if you saw that um, no, they, I didn't where see they, that. they brought out the um uh the um their mate in the saxophone i can't remember her name um huh but it's really good it's it's yeah really good it's kind of um it has bits of them talking and just interspliced with it all and it's it's i'm amazed that was 2018 i'm so amazed yeah i was at that gig it was a we, wonderful yeah. wonderful night um i can't see us in the audience do you know there. what song it is uh i think it's the last track of the the last album they played yeah. last final show final song i'll have to have a look at that now that's that sounds really that sounds really special yeah it is i'm excited to look at that um i might even see myself in the crowd excellent okay so that is echo and their new pete mosaic dylan that's all the new releases we really got through them in record time <laughs> we did despite ourselves well done well done us um and now let's for a finish let us let us step into our time machine and dial in the year 2005 yeah. to talk about strange lights and resolutions by kobayashi what weird uh, yes that is not actually japanese that i'm cooked up now oh <laughs> uh, well i know i was like what's the japanese connection i think it might actually just be the name yeah. for a change um yes yeah, so this is a kind of a, a jazz trip-hop fusion project uh, from montreal canada yeah um seem to be reasonably short-lived and that this is their only release that i can find any evidence of there's um, a lot of but that it is a quite a you know it's quite a scene. long album it's, it's roughly an hour i think um and there's lots to kind of dig into there's there's bits of kind of classic jazz there's bits of uh, in electronic music there's bits of swing and and kind of big band there's uh like kind of hip-hop and and there's r&b as well and they've got a vocalist um so there's tons going on and you found this through yeah a kind of a serendipitous youtube connection or, right or, or yeah or rather twitch um i was watching uh, Willie versus um 
Wooly Martin will he usually like plays an intro with mix of songs before he gets going. Um, right. And this was one of them. And he is also Mon- a Montreal uh, resident. Ah, uh, so that just fit. And, and um, it, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was blown away. I think, I think uh, Two Cent was the track um, in question that got ah, me going. Yes. Um, and that kind of sums up the album in a nutshell, which is this, <laughs> this real like nightlife vibe of Montreal. Uh, yep. As if you're walk, if you've ever walked around around Montreal at night, I haven't yet, uh, but I have walked around New York, I. <laughs> and that's also a similar, a vibe, yeah. um, a big city vibe. Uh, but it's got that low, f- not the low vibe, trip hop. Yeah, it's close to trip hop. Yeah. Um, uh, closest hip hop is probably like Tribe Called Quest, as far as instrumentals go. Mm-hmm. Um, but more um, full band effort. Um, yeah. the drummer is insanely good. Uh, the, the, uh, the, um, wind instruments, the saxophone and all that, uh, remind me a lot of, uh, morphine, which is kind of Boston based. So more East okay. coast, um, bluesy, uh, rock, I guess there is rock. There yep. is a bit of rock here. Um, but it's also interspliced with, yeah. with, as you've said, the trip hop. And, and the free yeah, I think form this kind jazz. of fits in. Yeah, I think it kind of fits in somewhere around that kind of. Well, I mean, you got bits of. I think there's there's plenty of like John Coltrane and a lot of the sax work uh-huh. and um and Miles Davis, particularly Latter Day Miles Davis, uh, in that it's some of it is quite quite proggy and swirling. But I think you know you're, you're t- talking about things like you know Go Go Penguin, um, yeah, Mouse on the Keys, Fox Capture Plan, that kind of like pop pop jazz in a way mixed with like you said like. A more electronic sort of trip hop sound. Midnight Ambulances is a real early highlight. It's just yeah, this it lovely kind of flute mixed with uh, turntables. It's a real nightlife atmosphere, yeah. very evocative, very mysterious. Um, it's it's awesome, and you know, and then you kind of get into much more straight ahead jazz tracks like Narnt. Yeah, that go- um, that one goes on for a while. Um, yeah, but I, I like it. I like huh. it's hmm. there's some there's, it's too long but it's, it's I think too it's long. really good all it, the same. there are some bits as you've said um, that are too long so I think some of the vocals are good but are a little too long in the mix mm. um, even though they are yep. treated for better or for worse like one of the uh, wind instruments yeah kind of they're given that kind of solo improv vibe um, love it or hate it I yeah, I know you kind of. Yeah, Hadia Hadia Roderick, the the singer, um, it left the band not long after the release of the record to go and pursue a a law degree. And <laughs> fair play to her; she she's become quite well known as awesome. uh, you know a, vo- a voice for um, you know women of color in the law law sort of community in Toronto and a kind of a trailblazer and she's a public speaker and she's written you know, newspaper articles and by all accounts an extremely successful individual and I believe she just got her PhD a couple of weeks ago as well so it's funny how you could kind of you could kind of sing on a jazz album and then go on to make you know kind of make your name in a completely different field and uh, I would say her vocal contributions to this album you know just to be keep it super real I, not entirely to my taste yeah. I just I think they're they're very very front and center in the mix, they're, and yeah. I think they sound a little bit mm-hmm. um, undercooked in certain ways. In that, I think maybe if there was a second Kobayashi album, they could have ironed out the kinks and really kind of blended her into yeah. the into the mix a bit better. Yeah, um, it sounds a bit like I, yeah, but, uh, recorded <clears throat> live at a 
bar kind of thing, uh, like a lounge yeah. where it's going on. Um, yeah. Whereas I, I, as much as I love them, and I think I like them a bit more than you, um, I think they could have done a, yeah. a few more passes as far as like mm. melody is concerned or, or, or like um, how how far do you want to belt this note? Or should, yeah. you, should you go a little farther with it? Um, and I think some of them are a little lacking in that respect. Yeah. Kind of, she contains. I just think maybe a little bit more. Bit. It just, it's, it's, um, it sounds some... to me, sorry. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I've lost you there, Dale. Oh. Um, hopefully we're not talking at the same time. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I was okay, just going to say, it's, it sounds like maybe that she could have locked in with the band slightly more. If that makes sense. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I think so too. Um, it is, of course, the freeform jazz effect uh, makes yeah. it a little hectic. Um, and, yeah. and as much as I defend it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, it could, a few more passes could have been there. But I like I like your vocals at parts quite a bit. Um, I think when she gets low and kind of real soothing yeah. with it, um, then it hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get that later Agreed. on. Agreed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The conver- conversations um, is the later. one. Conversations is the one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and of course, Two Cent is my favorite track. I'll say that out, out now. Mm. It's got such a kind of jet set radio, too mellow uh, <laughs> kind of rumble mm. to it. Or kind of, it keeps a really cool pace with all the instruments and develops really nicely halfway through to something a little different. Um, yeah. But it, it it rolls. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think it, it it's fun to hear the 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 outliers as well on the record. Like Shasta, they bring in they bring in a whole slew of extra musicians and do this big soulful big <sighs> band type thing. Yeah, it's brassy and sassy like a Bond soundtrack. It's it's got like, you know, violins and organs uh-huh. and stuff like that. It's it's really like a fun song. And then I think the last track, Rex Basin, is just way, 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 way too long. But what it does <laughs> try to do in terms of being like reggae mixed with jazz, mixed with like sort of a gorillas type vibe is really cool. It's just it's a get it's a bit too long. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit dubby, but another another flavor from a lot of stuff you can you can pick from this album, right? A lot of forms of that. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And there's all, there's always like an interesting keyboard sound waiting around the corner, like Fender Rhodes, and there's tons of like vintage kind of electronic keyboards that get used. Um, you know, there's turntables. There's uh, some scratchy, t- all different kinds of sax. I hear like this baritone, tenor, and soprano sax. Yeah, the baritone Alto is really morphine. Well. That's where I got the morphine vibe with Two Cent was from the baritone harmonies really cool stuff yeah definitely i think it's a it's it's a really interesting album again i think it's 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 definitely too long and there are i have my issues with certain like aspects of it but i think when this is at its best it's it's just yeah it's it's great it's just great jazz music with something a bit different to it yeah truly a blast from the past out of of most stuff 2000s (laughs) <laughs> the album cover totally shows that. Oh God, yeah, the album cover could not be more 2005. <laughs> it's like, it's got that kind of sepia black and white with like large impact font. You know that kind of like silhouetted yes. sepia black and white thing. And yeah, it's it it the the it, like 
It's as generic as they come. It's a mood, though. That's part of the charm. It is a mood. It's part of the charm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really like this. Um, I would probably give it... Uh, sorry, I'd probably give the best the best song to uh, Midnight Ambulances. Yeah. Mine's uh, mine's Two Cent. And, uh, yeah. This, oddly enough, the, the cover reminds me of, of um, Hybrid Theory. It, it, yeah, yeah. And, and there's <laughs> a lot of Linkin Park in yeah. the in the scratching and the kind of like the vocal chopping and sampling and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's for sure. I I, I, <laughs> I can hear and see the Linkin Park comparison. Yeah, I'm glad you got something out of yeah. this, man. Oh, Love I did. Me. I did, for sure. For sure. It's, it's, it's really good. Um, all right. Well, somehow we have managed to cover nine albums in under two hours. I'm very proud of us. Yeah. Um, fuck. Let, let's never do it again. No, we, we we'll do it again. Let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do it all again, but but we'll, we'll try and keep it to a manageable length. But yeah, we we've successfully. Uh, what would you say? Repented for our sins. or atoned for our our, our technological sins, um, and I think and hopefully given a, a fair shake to all of these albums, which I think I think a very 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 good bunch. Honestly, there's really nothing in here that I won't I won't be going back to um, over the course of the year. Yeah. Um, of course, there were a few stinkers that we skipped uh, from the last few weeks. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you'll probably know what they are because we've, we've probably know what they are. Yeah, but anyway, we'll wrap that up <laughs> at the end of the year. But we digress. We digress. But listen, um, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find us on Spotify. You find us on Twitter, Facebook. Just search for Kill Shuffle, and we will be back in two weeks' time. And um, there's lots of exciting music that just came out. Um, this Friday just gone and lots of exciting music to look forward to next week so I'm sure it'll be an interesting show if nothing else Dylan thank you so much for joining me as always been a pleasure alright and we will speak to you very soon good night and good luck bye